Hello and welcome to Cut Into The Ball in the Post Truth Apocalypse Weekly Weird News. I am Ben, I am hanging out with Mike Hello. and Claire. Hey. This is where we talk about some weird shit we found on the internet this week. Yeah. Alright, so uh, what are we going to start with, Mike? Aliens, question mark. Elon Musk sparks a Twitter frenzy with a claim that there are UFOs. And in all fairness, I think we can all agree there are UFOs. It's just whether they're aliens or yeah, not, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so is there life, Elon, but not as we know it? This is the question on Twitter's lips in the wake of a post by SpaceX CEO Elon Musk about the existence of alien spacecraft. Not really. Didn't say aliens anywhere, innit? UFOs. Yes, this is just obviously Elon, but you know, Elon knows, Mike, he's in on it. <laughs> I'm not saying there are UFOs, but there are UFOs. The yeah. entrepreneur tweeted yesterday, provoking a frenzy of responses and memes. He's just taking the piss out of that ancient aliens guy, isn't he? Mm. The famous meme says, I'm not saying they're aliens. But it was aliens. aliens. Yeah. George's Stephanopoulos. I can't pronounce his last name. The guy with the hair. Yeah. Yeah, because he literally thinks everything on it. I don't know if he really thinks everything is aliens, but in this show, he certainly gives the impression that he thinks everything that's ever happened is to do with aliens. <laughs> it's like, oh man, someone had a can of beer at my fridge last night. Aliens. I fucking hate that show. Because it's just, oh, it's so bad. Anyway, so social media users wanted to know if the SpaceX program had captured its own evidence of alien intelligences and if they would release the secrets. Mr. Musk's comments come in the wake of plans by the US Congress to establish a dedicated governmental office to investigate sightings of UFOs by the military. I want to be a part of that. Be interesting, wouldn't it? I'd like to be a fly on the wall, that's for certain. Oh, um, just real life man in black, wouldn't you? You sweet yeah. as fuck. Well, yeah, you know, it's only the government that wants to lock up files, isn't it? SpaceX. You'd think Elon Musk would want everything out there, you know. Uh, would they be beholden to any government as such to release said information if they had seen stuff while they're up there? If it contravenes um, America's national security, then they wouldn't or know, it would they? cause a national panic. Yeah. That's why they're in, possibly in talks with them. You know, if you do get any information, you're going to run it by us first. Yeah, you start of. you start seeing stuff up there, you got to come and speak to us kind of thing. They've probably got yeah. people infiltrating his company, the CIA. Oh, probably. Remember, a lot of, sci- a lot of scientists were probably former US government and NASA employees, probably, I'd imagine. Yeah. Rocket scientists, they're not ten a penny. You can't just, like, hey... I don't know, it's not brain surgery. Uh, I know the joke. I know the sketch you're referring to. <laughs> Mitchell and Webb. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here comes Jeff. He keeps telling everyone he's a rocket scientist. Oh, have you met Jeremy? He's a brain surgery. Yeah. Rocket science. Not brain surgery, is it? <laughs> so while investigators said they were convinced that the sightings were indeed of physical objects, they were unable to prove or rule out extraterrestrial origins. Is there life, Elon, but not as we know it? And this is the question on Twitter's lips in the wake of a post by Elon Musk. It's interesting. Yeah. Mm. I think people are just all hanging on his words, aren't they? Because he's a... A very clever guy. Yeah. I mean, he did PayPal, didn't he? He sold PayPal, made his money, and then went into Tesla and all that. And Yeah, I don't deny he's a clever guy, but... He made portably, he made a party flamethrowers. He might know a bit more than the average Joe, but 
I don't think he knows, does he? It depends if the SpaceX astronauts have set anything up there. I'd imagine he's there for the launches and stuff, isn't he? It's his baby. He really wants to go to Mars. Yeah. He's like me. He's a damn humanist. He knows he's got to, it's all for the species. Got to get like off this rock. Megalomaniac, isn't he? Are you calling me a megalomaniac? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Been called worse. <laughs> There's nothing on Mars to go for. We've got to get there to sort it out so we can live on it because we're fucking the Earth up so we've got to go somewhere else. I don't think we know how to terraform. We will eventually. It's little baby steps. Yeah. You know, There's theories about it. You could introduce algae. Algae, I just to say that. Introduce a specific type of algae that thrives on carbon monoxide and converts it to oxygen. Might take hundreds of years, but you start. Yeah. Shake and bake colony. Oh, God, it's the alien theme again. <laughs> you know, I watched that movie last night. Yeah. I watched Aliens last night. Yeah. Did you? It's great. Yeah. The view from Inspiration 4's toilet is absolutely incredible. And it is. <laughs> SpaceX. Nowhere else, just the, just the toilet. Just the toilet. Just the toilet. Right, okay. Sorry. SpaceX's historic Inspiration 4 mission launched like clockwork last night, kicking off the first ever all-tourist spaceflight. And, as promised, the views out of the massive cupola, which is a huge glass dome replacing the Crew Dragon spacecraft's port normally used to dock to the International Space Station, are breathtaking. A video uploaded by SpaceX to Twitter shows the Earth slowly rotating hundreds of miles below. They're oh, fake, aren't they? Because we all know the Earth's flat. Oh, God! <laughs> Fish Islands! <laughs> I want to take every flat earther into space <laughs> and then fire them into the sun when they realise they're wrong. <laughs> it's an incredible sight, especially considering the dome is right above the small spacecraft's only toilet. I'd love that. I'd love to take a dump looking down at the earth, rotating. Rotating. Oh, look at that. Yes, I live there. It's Britain. Mm. In the middle of Britain. I love it. I'd love, to, I'd love to do that. I'd love to take a dump on space on, on the SpaceX yeah, toilet. With that view. You so wouldn't I'd, know. Why? It's not like a normal toilet. It goes into a little bag, yeah, full of chemicals, and then you've got to collect that bag with your feces in, and you've got to knead it with your hands for a few minutes. Oh, lovely. While you're in zero G. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, after you tied it, and then store it for re-entry. Actually, this is a valid point, because I'm thinking of the logistics now, because you mm. couldn't just sit on the toilet, you could strap you? Strap yourself in. Yeah, well, the very least, suction. At the very least, there'd be a hand, there'd be handles. It sucks it down as well. So it's like a vacuum cleaner on your butthole. Yeah. Mmm. They just like suck it and burn it. Shoot it out. Yeah, but then it becomes frozen shit everywhere in space. <laughs> in the air. They fly it up in the shot and a bag of shit splatters the window. Like, oh! Smashes through the window. Oh yeah, smashes through the window. And it's going about 600 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. And it just hits you in the face as an astronaut. So the last thing before you implode, yeah. uh, crushed by the remorseless forces of space, is, oh no, I've got frozen shit on my face. What, no, it'd blow a hole in your face, wouldn't it? Yeah. 600 miles an hour. Like, <laughs> Let's come to the window at this point. Yeah. Slow down a bit. A little bit. You're like, no! <laughs> and then it just... <laughs> oh, and then your eyes pop out like in Total Recall. Still, what a place to have a crap. Yeah. I mean, it is one in a million, isn't it, really? Not many people get to do it. No. When they've done gravity, 
Like artificial granny. So let's say we get to the Star Trek future. We're on the Enterprise. Right? All artificial granny, everything's nice. The view from the Enterprise bog has got to be fantastic, hasn't it? should be a little viewing window, you can just sit there and just take a dump. Because huh. like, it'd be a proper toilet at that rate as well, wouldn't it? Because it's the Enterprise... I think only the captain's cabin would have that sort of view. Well, you're dropping your captain's log. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you're like, oh man, what a, look at the Andromeda galaxy. Look at that spiraling room. Beautiful. <laughs> Be like the Epiphany toilet in Scrubs. <laughs> you know, they had the toilet on top of the roof and you go up there, you'd be set on it and you and then you bing, you have an epiphany about what to, to solve a problem in your life. <laughs> you're crapping in the great outdoors. Well, on top of a hospital in that scenario, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the janitor plumbed it all in. It was his toilet, and everyone found out about it. There was a queue for it. Just private bog. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll need my feces in a bag if I get to use that toilet. Yeah, yeah, it is worth it for the view, isn't it? Yeah. Now, hang on. They use the poo to make water. They wouldn't store it and bring it back. You're storing more weight. Then you're using more, burning more fuel to come in. You use more weight. These things are balanced, aren't they? That's what they do. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't like took that that toilet that they've got in China where your poo is turned into energy. Mm. Oh, methane! Just the methane. You don't want methane on a fucking spacecraft. Don't no, you? you've already got a really oxygen-rich atmosphere. Yeah. It? it could be quite explosive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you can't even have a cigarette on the toilet while you're looking at the Earth. You couldn't have a cigarette anyway, Ben. I don't think they take. No, they wouldn't, let me, they wouldn't let me smoke on the air. <laughs> no fires on the air. <laughs> you, get, you get to the ISS and you're like, oh man, that was one hell of a journey. But I think about your rent's like, no! Where you have to be? Wait, go in the you've got no campfire going. <laughs> Not chilly, I've burnt my socks. And there's hot coals just sort of flying through the ship. <laughs> I set up the sauna in the room. It's floating hot coals. Steve. <laughs> How did you bring this timber up here to make this this sauna? <laughs> Be really handy to keep all your tools though in zero yeah. G. You could just let the armor float off. So pick a nail out the air, boop, 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 and pop it in. Do your wooden paneling on your sauna room. It wouldn't just stay where it was, would it? No. It'd be sort of always spinning or moving away. Well, on... Pluck it from the air. Puncturing holes in the hull of the spacecraft <laughs> fire, knocking together a sauna room. <laughs> down like 98% on oxygen, what's going on? Um, are you seeing my sauna? <laughs> oh well, yeah, I, I, I'd love that. Really Worthy for the view. Yeah. Right then, Colchester woman launches fundraiser to save her horny hound. From space to horny dogs. You can get it all on this show. A humping hound who's abnormally horny is. nature is causing serious damage to his weary willy in a desperate and is in desperate need of surgery. Sex Mad Milo, the pure white chihuahua, is a beloved pet pooch of Colchester-based animal lover Courtney Smith. The 20-year-old has been told by vets that Milo runs the risks of doing irreversible damage to his penis unless his testicles are castrated. Oh, man. Poor lad, he's just just got energy to burn. Uh, Her one-year-old dog is constantly aroused and sexually grinds against objects and toys at an alarming rate. And as a result, Milo often regularly suffers with a bleeding penis. Oh, jeez. 
and has already had to be taken to the vets twice due to carpet burn his penile sheath. <laughs> wow! <laughs> carpet burns never heal. Yeah, you know, the vet's saying irreversible damage. And she doesn't want to put her dog through any more anxiety and pain every He's... time his penis bleeds. Take his balls. Surely there's going to be some kind of behavioural training you could do in this scenario. Maybe getting one of them little collars that buzzes every so, like, you know, not a shock collar, like it just buzzes a little bit. You know, and every time he starts humping something, you press the button. Maybe try that for a couple of weeks. Mm, I think if you haven't had, had him castrated, that would be the best and, you know, like way forward first. Then try from there, you know, see how that goes, because that's going to really lower his libido anyway. Because every time he tries on humps for the first week, it's going to be quite painful. Yeah. He's not going to feel the urge. No. It can take up to six months for that to uh, stop, though, if, even with the balls off. Mm. I've only ever had one dog castrated, and that's because he was a fucking lunatic. Mm. Did nothing to stop him being a lunatic. Mm. wasn't a humper, he was just a fucking lunatic. Uh, I thought he might have calmed him down. <sighs> Didn't, but the vet said it can take six months for the testosterone levels to drop still. Oh. And even then, it may not calm them down. It's actually a bit of a myth. Mm. Yeah. So Courtney has now launched a fundraiser to pay for Milo's surgery and behaviour treatment with the hope of giving him a chance of a normal If lustless life. life. Yeah. Ah. Well, he needs it, doesn't he? I think the two combined is his best chance. She's asking for 1,600 quid, though. Jesus. Yeah. I'll do it for 50. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at, like, 250 quid for a chihuahua to get... You know, because it's the amount of sedation and, you know, anaesthetic they need. Uh, it's done on body weight. Yeah. That's why if you've got a bigger dog, it'll cost you 300, 350. But, crikey. Nah. Bit of whiskey and some garden shears. <laughs> <I'd get laughs> Is the whiskey for you or Milo? Just <laughs> 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 wrapped an elastic band around them for a couple of weeks. Of... <laughs> Fucking hell. Isn't that what they do to sheep? I believe yeah. it is, yeah. Elastic band until yeah. they go a bit crunchy black. or black, and then they trap them off, don't they? Yeah, it was in Clarkson's farm, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah. When they when they there was lambing season, any males they they put the elastic band round, and you do it fairly at birth, though, don't they? Mm. Yeah, yeah. God, that show taught me so much about farming. Yeah. yeah. I still think it's a bit barbaric, that isn't it? Really. Yes, but animals don't realise that, like, especially sheep and that, they just fuck their mum or something. Yeah, it's 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 better for them in the long run. Yeah, I think. Yeah, well, they'd be banging their sisters. You need to know who's you need. They have, you have to work it out. Do you know which which goat sired which lamb, and then there's any boys, and you want to keep ram, them. Ram, not goat. Ram, whatever. Different yeah. species, aren't they? Oh, whatever. It's got horns. It's got big balls. <laughs> it's on four legs, and he goes bah, It's good enough. Oh, even so, yeah, you have to work it out. Otherwise, you'll just get loads of inbreeding. Mhm. All right then. Next one? Yep. Poor Milo. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. Bigfoot is back. And he's grabbing people. Hunter's terror as 15-foot-tall Bigfoot creature sneaks up on him and grabs him from behind. An author has told the story how Hunter was reportedly grabbed by a huge Bigfoot which distracted him with noises before sneaking up on him in the forest fog. Yeah. <laughs> Where's this? Ooh, look at him there, he's fucking working out as Bigfoot. Ripped! He's ripped to fuck. Yeah. 
He said a man had written to this author who's collected this. He said a man has written to him detailing a chilling encounter where he had supposedly come face to face with one of these creatures while on a hunting expedition in a forest in Tennessee, USA. Bill claimed the experience began with a sudden eruption of hooting noises, which was supposedly the creature imitating the call of an owl through the fog in front of him. <laughs> oh, Bigfoot's got fucking sass, he's got brains. <laughs> okay, he's definitely working out. Yeah. <laughs> Bill said the hunter, called Shane Barkley, thought he was safely positioned in a watchtower, but even at that height, a Bigfoot was able to reach him. Reading Shane's account of the incident, he explained, As I sat there trembling and sweating and having seen nothing up until this point, I suddenly felt something grab the heel of my left boot. I immediately jumped to the point of almost falling out of the stand, and as I turned my head to look down to my left, I was staring at the grimacing face of a huge Sasquatch. He was directly looking up at me, having snuck up behind me, and was reaching up with his left hand to grab hold of my boot. Despite the shock at being confronted with this supposedly huge creature, Bill recalled the beast did not harm Shane, because Bigfoot just wanted some shoes, man. <laughs> He's probably been collecting boots from people over the years to make one super boot. But human shoes wouldn't fail, would they? No. Mm-hmm. He's been cobbling. Mm-hmm. Expert cobblers, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, they got a lot of free time, that one's jacked. He's <laughs> working out in cobbling, man. I thought he'd have quite tough, you know, soles of his feet. And wouldn't require shoes. Might get cold. Well, all that fur on him. His feet aren't that heavy, are they? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe a little bit. Maybe he just wants to wear boots. Maybe he wants to be like you, hoo-hoo. <laughs> 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 he continued, the very moment I jumped, he let go and just stood there, kind of swaying and watching me. As he stood there, the thought ran through my mind that of all the activity and noises were just a distraction that allowed this beast to walk up on me unaware. It was as if it wanted me to know it could do whatever it wanted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting freaky. <laughs> Still, Jane reported the creature's size was unbelievable, saying he was grabbing my heel with his hand 20 foot off the ground. He would have had to be about 15 feet tall with his arm extended well beyond that. So his arm would have had to have been seven or eight feet long. That's cool. Oh. It was a big arm. It had very long grey and white hair with dark grey skin that was visible on its face and hands as well as the upper chest as I looked down on it. <laughs> According to Bill, the beast eventually took off down the trail ahead and disappeared into the trees. He suggested, Shane said, I think the creature took about ten steps to cover 75 feet. Wow. Despite the creature failing to harm him, Shane apparently confessed he was left terrified by the incident. Just after the attack, he said he realised he was peeing myself, and then he went on to take the next eight days off from work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try that one on Monday. I'm not going to be in this week, mate. Um, You know, why's that? Well, I was out in the woods. I was in a hide. I was was doing some hunting. And I looked down, and Bigfoot was going to steal my boot. And to be honest, I, I've been pissing myself constantly in the phase that I come back and take my boots. <laughs> You're fired. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a poor excuse. I want to try it now. I'm yeah. going to send this article to my supervisor <laughs> and see if it'll work. Yeah, I think it's either an excuse that he used to get out to explain his time off work or he dreamt it, to be fair. Notice whenever we read these ones about you know the Bigfoot, the the ghosts, none of the people sort of at the time sort of question anything. They're like you know you didn't turn around and go yo you Bigfoot, you know, and they never they never say that they do. Are they just too busy 
pissing themselves. I guess so. I mean, imagine that'd be quite scary. Seeing a 15 foot tall man ape trying to take your boot. Or grabbing your boot. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably piss myself if that happened. You're not going to go, hang on a second, Bigfoot. Let me just you get. You Bigfoot? Me... What's your, what's your <laughs> game, Alan? <laughs> just get me phone out. Do you want a selfie? Yeah. Uh, you want to do an interview? I'll record it. Uh, yeah. But I would like to meet him. You piss yourself? Of course I would, but I'd be fucking ace. Like, yo, Bigfoot. And I start pissing myself. <laughs> They'd have got, you know, you'd have been able to put cameras out there in the woods. Yeah, you're not missing 15 foot. I don't, how big it. are these fucking woods? It's in Tennessee. I don't know how big the trees are. I assume they're big forests. It's, uh... It ain't that big. Hides 15 feet beasts. Yeah. But if his hide is 20 foot tall, that's just the trees are taller. Otherwise, he'd be above the canopy, so he'd be able to see anything to shoot. Why doesn't he go and put some? Why doesn't he go and put some cameras up? Yeah, and then come back with some solid evidence. Yeah. Because one tried to take his boot and he's traumatized. I mean, he'll never go back to the woods again. Shame on you. You're a shit Bigfoot hunter. <laughs> I'd like. I'd like. I like Bigfoot. He's a friend. Of, I think he's a friend of the show. By now. Let's right. try and get him on. <laughs> we'll go to America and hunt him. Not hunt him in a bad way, just like go and find him. How about hunting woolly mammoths? Oh, I couldn't do it. Firm raises $15 million to bring back woolly mammoths from extinction. Is that a good idea? Aren't they huge? Yeah. Yeah. Like lo- loads bigger than elephants, aren't they? Yeah. How many times? Oh, God, I don't know. But, well, I suppose we'll find it in the article, maybe. 10,000 years after woolly mammoths vanished from the face of the earth, scientists are embarking on an ambitious project to bring the beasts back to the Arctic tundra. What's the point? There's going to be no Arctic in a few years. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll go, we made them and stink again, all the people mm. will be like, you know. Too fucking warm for them. Yeah. Oh man, I don't think it's a good idea. And then they'll start going bold, actually. Before they die, they'll start going bold and getting alopecia. And, mm. Yeah. On Monday, researchers announced fresh funding they believe could make their dream a reality. The boost comes in the form of $15 million, that's £11 million, raised by the bioscience and genetics company Colossal. Ooh. A tech and software entrepreneur, George Church, a professor of genetics at Harvard Medical School, who has pioneered new approaches to gene editing. Why doesn't he do something a bit useful then? Like gene editing to get rid of, like, you know, cancers or cardio issues or... Making us all into perfect supermen and women. I know, it's unethical in that either way, isn't it? But, you know, because if we start eradicating... Odds and ends, it could throw up different... Odds and ends. ends You might might end up with getting rid of cancer and creating some kind of super cancer by mistake because the body just can't handle the fact it hasn't got cancer at some point. Yeah, yeah. Because we all have that gene locked away in us, don't we? It just depends on whether the right triggers activate it and how sensitive it is. Yeah. But what if that gene, you take that out and a bigger, stronger gene comes in and gets in its place? Yeah. Body reacts somehow. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know. But these scientists have set their initial sights on creating an elephant-mammoth hybrid, so it's not a pure mammoth, by making embryos... Oh, well, I'm not interested now. No, ...in the it. laboratory that carry mammoth DNA. I don't want no it's mongrel a, mammoth. Some mud blood. <laughs> uh, the starting point of the project involved taking skin cells from Asian <coughs> elephants, which are threatened with extinction, and reprogramming them into more versatile stem cells that carry mammoth DNA. 
The particular genes that are responsible for mammoth hair, insulating fat layers and other cold climate adaptions are identified by comparing mammoth genomes extracted from animals recovered from the permafrost with those from the related Asian elephants. Is so, it a bit hot in Asia as opposed to... Yeah, it's their closest relatives, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Still, I wouldn't want to be like have much hair if I was on in, in, in Asia, would it? No, but you would in the Arctic tundra. Yeah, if that's where they're putting them. Oh my God, they're going to fight polar bears and shit. Maybe, I don't know. What would they eat? What, polar bears? No, the... Um, Mammoths. Grass, in it, Foliage. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. That only grows for so many months a year, doesn't it? Yeah. These embryos would then be carried to term in surrogate mother or potentially an artificial womb. If all goes to plan, the researchers hope to have their first set of calves in six years. Jesus. Our goal is to make a cold-resistant elephant, but it is going to look and behave like a mammoth. Not because we're trying to trick anybody, but because we want something that is functionally equivalent to the mammoth that will enjoy its time at minus 40 and do all the things that elephants and mammoths do, in particular knocking down trees. Oh, yeah, because there's loads of them knocking around in the Arctic, in the trees. There is quite a, a lot, actually. Not right up in the Arctic. Yeah, yeah. But just, there's like a band around it, isn't there? Why don't they make artificial wombs for people that can't have babies? And then, you know, for instead of IVF, well, still do the IVF thing, but, you know, help people know. in that way, instead of creating something we don't fucking need that's already gone extinct. Mm. Well, mammoth burgers would be fucking awesome, wouldn't they? That's, that's what this will be about. Money, mammoth burgers. Ah, <laughs> yeah. McMammoth, I'll have a McMammoth burger, please. <laughs> the project is framed as an effort to help conserve Asian elephants by equipping them with traits that allow them to thrive in vast stretches of the Arctic known as the Mammoth Steppe. But the scientists also believe introducing herd of elephant-mammoth hybrids to the Arctic tundra may help restore the degraded habitat and combat some of the impacts of the climate crisis. We'll leave it to the mammoths then. We'll keep on polluting. We got the mammoths back. So the mammoths are meant to like get rid of trees? Yeah, apparently, yeah. It might just help restore the former Arctic grasslands. Mm. And no, let's face it, no one's going to go poaching in minus 40. No. Hmm. That's all. It's a mammoth. <laughs> it's worth it, isn't it? Yeah. Mind you, you're knocking them up in labs now. <laughs> I don't know whether you should be restoring stuff. I mean, they had their chance, like you said, Claire. They they, they failed. And stuff in the um, animals in the Arctic are already suffering, aren't they? Yeah. You know your polar bears and, and whatnot. Absolutely. There's a climate change. Is it fair to to bring them back and stick them into somewhere? No. Very inhospitable. And I sorted out another nature program. They're making coral because the coral reefs are dying. Yeah. Trying to make them more resistant to heat. It's like, what the fuck? Can we just stop climate change? Yeah, let's stop, stop burning trying, fossil fuels. Stop trying to adapt the world to fit, fit with what we're doing when we should just be changing what we're doing. Yeah. When you think of the money that's being pumped into that research, it could be spent on getting ready people onto solar power and everything. Yeah. Badness, isn't it? Yeah. But that's not profitable. Well, you know, like I've said it before, you know, building all these new houses, why haven't they all got solar power on top? Yeah, they should have. You they can right. build houses now that produce more energy than they consume. Yeah, you could put on top of each one a little wind one and a little, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
They can do it now. My Technology's dad, there. My dad wanted a little windmill on the side of the house, but uh, they're quite expensive still. Mm. You've got to have a battery for them. You've got to have an underground battery or a battery somewhere in the house. It's a big bulky thing. The technology's not there to make them quite small and still have lots of power stored. Yeah, but you? if you pumped in the research into that... Yeah. Get there quicker, wouldn't we? Instead of Woody Mammoth, yeah. Yeah, it's true. You're absolutely right. It's, it seems... Uh, it's cool, but it also seems quite pointless. Is that, you're sticking in the Arctic, well, the Arctic Circle's shrinking faster than ever, so that's a waste of time. <laughs> and it's warming up, and they're going to... It's warming up, so they're just going to get really hot. Yeah. What if, also, the breeding goes out of control? What if they breed fucking... Why would they breed, like, fucking rabbits? We don't know. We weren't there to see it happen. That'd be someone's job to go around shaving all these mammoths. <laughs> yeah, but think of it. You know, we've got a fucking war with a mammoth, so yeah. <laughs> their number's up. The side of the Arctic's too small for them. Trump is in across the plains of Asia, these fucking mammoths. The Russian army can't stop them. It's too many. Well, they can. They've got the Satan too. Well, they're going to nuke their own country, they're going to stop the mammoths, are they? It may come right? to that. And how many, how many rounds would it take to bring down a fucking mammoth? Yeah. It takes eight to bring down an ostrich, and that was rifle rounds. Yeah. But it's a smaller nowadays. You'd have to have 50 cows opening up on them, you'd find RPGs and mammoths. They wouldn't be able to get past the Ural Mountains. How do you know? I know. <laughs> I just wanted to say, like, I knew what I was saying. <laughs> Hannibal got elephants across the Alps, mate. I'm sure they can do oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> an, an unstoppable hairy horde coming from the east. It's like Genghis Khan of mammoths. <laughs> Sorry, Genghis Khan. Apologies to Dan Carling. He pronounces it Genghis and I will go with him. Right then, next up is Jealous Bloke who chopped off Pal's willy with an axe because it was bigger than his. <laughs> well, it's uh, extreme. A drunken decision to have a penis measuring competition after a two-day booze bender ended in bloodshed, amputation and the threat of prison to two middle-aged pals. Middle-aged? Pals! <laughs> oh wait, it's in Russia. <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. It was either Russia or Florida, wasn't it? In the Urals, <laughs> actually. Oh, the Urals, fantastic. So, the two day drinking benders rarely end well, but one man bloke was left nursing more than just a hangover after a monster boo session. He had a gaping wound where his penis used to be. Oh. According to reports, 47 year old victim from Bashkortostan. Bashkortostan in Urals yeah. region of Russia has been boozing heavily with his 52 year old buddy a close friend since childhood things apparently got heated when the pair drunkenly decided to have a penis measuring contest unhappy and losing the older man took an axe to his naked childhood <laughs> lapping it clean off and was arrested and held by police holy shit fuck oh, the Horrifying tale sent shockwaves around the world. This is in 2016. Oh. Crikey. A police spokesman said uh, over two days the men were binge drinking, which led to the violent argument. When words were exhausted, the attacker pulled an axe from and first struck the opponent on the head and then cut his man off hood off. I was wondering how the other guy stood so still while the yeah. other one went and got an axe and he was just sat there with his dick on the table so going, <laughs> Uh, and then the other one just comes in and screams at him in Russian and chops it off. I was like, oh. I thought that he'd have had like a, like a little mini axe in his belt or something. And then like, out of nowhere, you know, they're just measuring him. He's like, the fuck? 
<laughs> straight off, and then you get, you know, you hit mm. the ground from from pain, you know. Yeah. So the the victim's screams prompted neighbours to call the police, who discovered the grisly scene. The older man woke up with more than just a sore head too. I wonder if they've sewn it back on. He was charged with inflicting a grave injury on his friend and faced up to eight and a half years in jail if convicted. Wow. Mm. Is that it? Yeah. Eight years. There's no justice there. <laughs> Might if he's just left with a stump. Four years, good behaviour. I don't know about that in Russia. No, maybe not. I wouldn't fancy going to a Russian jail for four years, I mind eight. <laughs> I'm thinking, it probably isn't, but I'm thinking gulag. I'm thinking hard labour camp. Yeah. So I, 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 it could just be a normal jail, I don't know. We've got a Russian listener, tell me. What's your, what's your prisons like? <laughs> and you've got, it's full of Russian mobsters as well. Yeah, I bet he's going to see a lot of Willis in jail as well. Yeah, because he hasn't got one. He's going to be the closest thing to a... No, he has got oh, one. Oh, he's got one, yeah. But well, maybe I'll cut his saying off. he's going to get raped in prison, probably. <laughs> Well, we've got a smaller penis, so he probably won't be doing so attractive, <laughs> will he? <laughs> Don't rate me, I've got a small car. <laughs> but still, it's, it's a bit of a re- overreaction, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at what point do you decide to just have a dick measuring contest? Is that something that happens with men? I've never felt the urge to, no. to whip it out in front of another man to see if I've got a bigger dick. Mm-hmm. I knew somebody that used to... Have porn parties, right? Just blokes standing there, sitting around wanking. I guess I couldn't do it in front of another man. I know. It, seems, yeah, it just seems, it? yeah, it's not right, is it? It seems it's a bit weird. Yeah, I don't want to be there. I don't want another dude watching me while I do it. I think if he'd have got his wheelie out and gone and I fucked your mom with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still, that would have just been, you know, should have been pissed enough to laugh it off. Yeah, obviously his banter wasn't top game, was it? Mm. Oh, it might be smaller than yours, but your mum wasn't moaning. If he'd yeah. just gone with a mum joke, yeah. it would have been all laughs. They'd have been clapping each other on the back heartily, and none of this would have happened. Yeah. Oh, well. Poor guy. <laughs> when life throws you a small dick, chop off your mates, because it's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you've you gone onto Pornhub, there's plenty of ads on there for enhancing your penis. Yeah. There's also some ads that sometimes you see pop up says, women love small cocks in your area or something. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> there you go, Mike. Proof, if proof need be, that you are in fact being spied on. <laughs> CIA. How do you know you're... <laughs> CIA are watching you masturbate uh, and putting targeted ads up. <laughs> no, they can't be targeted. Because <laughs> it's all weird shit. <laughs> Look at my favourite one is like horny women in your area. You're like, oh yeah, I'm sure there is. Mm. I'm sure that they're all online just waiting to chat with me right now. <laughs> and they just come round my house instead. Yeah. yeah. And on that bombshell, let's end the show. I've been Ben. Thank you very much for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at uh, Cut Into The Bull in the PTA, YouTube at Pockets Bull, and we are, of course, a podcast and on numerous podcasting platforms. Yeah, thanks for listening. And don't drink the favourite. Don't have dick measuring competitions. And do we really need a mammoth? It's a question I'm leaving you with, listener. I take it it's a rhetorical question. It can be rhetorical. It can be philosophical. I don't mind. Do we need a, do we need a mammoth? That's my science voice. 
my debate voice. Fair enough. I'm in Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire and go on safe 48 hour benders. <laughs> Say, such a thing as a safe 48 hour booze bender. It's always going to end badly, but hopefully we'll end up still intact. <laughs> <laughs>